welcome to 20-Minute Christian Counselor. My name is Rob Orham. I'm a pastor and a counselor, and in this podcast, I provide biblical counsel for the practical matters of life. So if that sounds interesting to you, and you've got about 20 minutes, I invite you to keep listening. I want to focus on the question, how can I be a better parent? What a great question. I mean, parenting is probably the most difficult job in the world. And yet, it's also the most important. I mean, think about it. Jesus commanded us to go and make disciples of him. And who are more important to disciple than our children? Our kids are our primary disciples in our lives. And what makes this so difficult is that most of us get no training for it. You're just kind of thrust into it. You start having kids and you just learn along the way, make it up as you go. And then kids are constantly changing. So your parenting and your rules and your communicating and your approaches have to keep evolving as they're changing. And it's hard and it moves fast, and we make mistakes, and we fail, and we feel badly about ourselves, and we don't know where to go or what to do to get the information and the training that we need. Now, let me just say there are lots of materials out there available, and I really encourage you to take advantage of them. But when you do, make sure that where you're turning, the sources are created by people who know the Lord, and make sure that their wisdom or their counsel is, is biblical, is based on the scriptures, okay? Um, a lot of times we end up just doing what we experience as children. And none of us grew up in perfect homes and perfect families with perfect parents, so that's not always going to be helpful for us. So what I want to do today, I can't cover everything there is about parenting, but what I want to do today is share with you three specific, what I'm going to call strategies that you can begin to develop and implement. And I really believe if you do this, these strategies can just revolutionize your parenting, your relationship with your kids, your whole family environment, and they will help you become better parents. And to help you remember these, uh, I created a little silly acronym. It helps me to do this. So the acronym for today is CPR, right? We all know what CPR is. It's what you do to resuscitate somebody who's dying or dead, try and bring them, breathe life back into them. And hopefully that's what these strategies are going to do for your parenting. So CPR, the C stands for communication. The P stands for priorities and the R stands for rules. So let me break this down and go through these one at a time. Communication. Listen, how you talk to each other in your family is huge. It really sets a, a tone and it creates an environment, the way you talk to each other. When you have healthy communicating going on, there's a, a sense of freedom and safety and trust and people feel valued, and, and people are communicating honestly. When there's unhealthy communication, 
There can be a sense of fear, of mistrust, of, of inhibition, of holding back, of hiding, of lying, of manipulating and deceiving. So this is really important to try to create an environment where you have healthy communication in your family. And essentially, there are two aspects to communicating. And I talk about this when I talk about marriage also. And there are two Bible verses that kind of sum up these two attributes of good communication. The first one is Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15. The the Apostle Paul uses the phrase, speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love. Specifically, in your family communication, you need to talk. You need to do it. Holding things in, assuming, guessing, hiding, all of those things, they're not helpful. You need to speak. But then what do you need to speak? You need to speak the truth. You need to be honest with each other. Honesty is critical in any communication, and it's very relevant as you're speaking to your children. Be honest with them. And that'll encourage them to be honest with you. Speak the truth in love. And this is super important. That honesty and that speaking you do has to be done out of love. You want to communicate to your kids that you love them, that they're valuable, that you care about them, that their thoughts and feelings and desires and needs are are valid and important. So that's the first aspect of communicating, is just speaking the truth in love. The second aspect has to do with another verse in the Bible, James chapter 1 and verse 19. And James writes, Let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And this really emphasizes the listening part. You've got to listen. Listen to your kids. It will make them really feel validated if you're looking them in the eye and sitting down and paying attention to what they're saying. And they feel like you understand and that you have heard them and that you care. So you need to be quick to hear. So often when we're listening to someone, we're already formulating in our minds and we're focused on what we're going to say in response. That's not listening to understand. You want to listen to try to understand what's going on with them what they're wanting, how they're feeling, what they're needing at the moment. And then the last part of that verse is slow to anger. I like to change that to no to anger. I mean, I know children can be very frustrating and cause anger very easily. And you can't pretend that doesn't happen. But you don't want to be dumping your anger or directing your anger at your kids. Okay? You want to be quick to hear slow to speak, and slow to anger. Because how we speak to one another, and specifically how we speak to our spouses, how we speak to our children, really impacts how they feel about themselves. We're trying to raise children that have a healthy sense of identity and self-esteem and self-worth, which ultimately is going to come from their personal relationship with God. But as you're raising them as their parents, how you talk to them, how you treat them, has a huge impact on that. I've created a reference 
I call biblical guidelines for healthy communication. I went through a lot of the scriptures and pulled out specific verses that have to do with communicating. And if you go to my website, there is a link there that you can click on to look at or download this document. And I really want to encourage you to get it because I'm going to give you some homework right now. For each of these points today, I'm going to give you some specific homework. Obviously, it's up to you whether you do it or not. No accountability. But I encourage you to do it. As father and mother, as husband and wife, as a couple, I encourage you to sit down together. Take some time to sit down together and honestly evaluate the communication habits that you have as a family right now. Go through the biblical guidelines for healthy communication that I just mentioned, that document, and talk about together the things you're doing well, the strengths that you have, the the things that you feel good about, and then be honest with each other about areas in which you need to grow and improve. And you can use that document as a a list. And then make a list of what you're going to do and then pray about that. Don't forget, in all of this, you're not on your own. God wants to help you. He's available to help you if you let him. So pray together and ask God to help you implement these strategies and these changes to your family communication. The reality is, the communication habits that you have in your home will most likely be the communication habits that your children will adopt in theirs. So this is important. So that is the C, communication. Let me talk about the P. The P stands for priorities. What you prioritize in your life will have a huge impact on your family. And this is a tricky subject because it's easy for us to fool ourselves about this. We might think we're prioritizing certain things, but our actual habits and actions might show otherwise. And they say there are two ways they, I don't know who they is, but it's said that you can tell what your priorities truly are by looking at two areas of your life. One, your calendar how you spend your time. What you actually spend your time doing reveals what's really important to you, regardless of what you think or say or believe. So your calendar will speak the truth about what your priorities are. And the other area is your bank accounts. How you spend your money and use your resources is the true barometer of what your priorities are, and what's really important to you. So your calendar and your bank account. Now let me share with you briefly what I believe is the biblical priority list. It only has three items on it. I believe just from a godly biblical perspective, these are what our priorities should be. Number one, our personal relationship with God through our faith in Jesus Christ. Number one, your personal relationship with God is the most important thing in your life or should be. And the fact of the matter is, we all need God's help in raising our children. None of us were designed to do this on our own. So that is, that is the number one priority. 
The number two priority is your marriage. If you're married, your marriage, your relationship with your spouse is critical. And it's number two right after your relationship with God. Why? Because the best parenting you can provide for your kids is a healthy, Christ-centered marriage. That is the greatest parenting you will ever do for them is to have a healthy marriage relationship. And then priority number three, number one is personal relationship with God through Jesus. Number two is your marriage. And number three are your children. More than your work or your career, more than your church, more than your friends, more than your extended family, your children should be the number three priority in your life. As I mentioned earlier, they are your primary disciples, and God has called you to make disciples of him. He has given you these children to raise, to know, and love, and serve him. So if you get these three priorities right and in the proper order, God, spouse, and children, if you get those right, I contend that the rest of life will work itself out or fall into place. But if you get these things out of priority in the wrong order, sometimes people put their marriage before God or put their kids before their marriage, that's going to cause problems. But if you get these top three in the right order, I believe the rest of life is going to take care of itself or God is going to take care of it for you. Having healthy biblical priorities says a lot to our kids. It communicates to them God is number one. A relationship with God is the most important part of your life. It communicates to them that, hey, you're growing up in a solid family with two parents who are committed to God and committed to each other and working on having a healthy marriage. And number three, you are important. You belong to this family. We care about you. Raising you is really important to us, and we're working hard and investing a lot. So homework. Remember, there's homework for each one of these today. Sit down together as a couple and take an honest look at, one, your calendar and how you're spending your time, and two, your bank account, how you're spending your money and your resources. Take an honest look at those two areas. Do you like what you see? Are you spending your time and your money in ways that are reflecting the priorities you want to have in your life? God, marriage, kids? Do you need to make some changes? You probably do, because we all do. Listen, the priorities that you have in your home will most likely be the priorities your children are going to have in theirs. So this is important. So that was C, communicating. P, priorities. R, the last one for today, rules, rules. Boy, some people really recoil at the whole notion of rules. But let me just say rules are not bad. Rules are good. Rules are needed. Especially in our culture today where it seems like there are fewer and fewer rules. Why do I know rules are good? Because God gave us rules. 
And God only gives us good things. God gives us all kinds of rules. Why? So that we can have a healthy, proper relationship with him, so that we can have a healthy, proper relationships with each other, so that we can live life the way God intended it to be lived. Rules help to protect our relationships, our marriages, our families. Rules help us to grow, to become more like Christ. So we need rules. We need rules in our marriages, and we need rules in our families. What are some of these rules? It could be a long, exhaustive list, and every family is going to be different. Some of them might be uh, no electronics, no screens at the dinner table. Some of them might be no using certain words or cursing in our home. Another one might be no games or electronics or texting or anything like that until after your homework is done. We might have rules about bedtime, curfews, all kinds of things. The point is you need rules. And the reality is every family has rules, whether you realize it or not. Sometimes there are some really powerful rules that everybody's aware of, even though nobody's actually articulated them. And oftentimes those unspoken rules are the most powerful. Rules like, we don't talk about what happens inside our home with anybody else outside of it. Rules like, we don't show emotion. We keep our feelings inside. Rules like we never talk about certain subjects in our family. There are all kinds of rules like that. And to be honest, those unspoken rules are usually very unhealthy and very unhelpful. What you need to do is to develop specific, clearly understood and articulated family rules. This is going to help everybody. And this is really important. Both parents need to be on the same page about these rules. So there's going to be a lot of hard work involved with mom and dad sitting down together before you even share these rules with the kids, sitting down together and hammering out what you want your rules in your family to be. And you're going to have some differences of opinion and there's going to need to be some sacrifice and some compromise, but it's essential that both parents are completely on the same page in supporting the rules that you decide you're going to have for your family. So here's your homework for this this strategy. Again, sit down together, take some time to try to identify, maybe write down right now, the rules that you have in your family, both the spoken ones and the unspoken ones. Talk about them. Decide which ones you like, maybe ones you need to get rid of, and for sure there will be some that you need to change and edit to make them more effective or appropriate. But look at the ones you have right now. How do you feel about them? Are they working for you? Are there some that you need to change or get rid of? Are there some rules that are missing? Are there some rules that you have in your mind, but you haven't really communicated well to the kids? Are you both on the same page about what the rules are and how to implement them? 
This is really important stuff. So you need to spend some time and sit down together and figure this out. And this is going to be hard work. But it'll be worth it in the long run. Believe me, the sooner you can do this, the better. And then remember, kids change, and so the rules have to change depending on the age and the stage of the child. So you're going to have to have regular updated meetings to adjust and add appropriate rules as the kids are growing older. Listen, the rules that you have in your home right now will most likely be the rules that your children will adopt in theirs. So I want to just mention for a minute single parents, because I know there are lots of folks who are trying to raise children on your own. What a hard job. I want to just tell you, it's not impossible and you are not alone. What you need to make sure you do, first of all, if you haven't already done so, is put your faith in Jesus Christ. Turn to him, allow him to come into your life, surrender your life to him, let him become Lord of your life, and then he will be there for you. You have a loving father in heaven who wants to help you. You're not alone. So you need to be leaning heavily on God for wisdom and patience and perseverance and strength as you're trying to parent your children. And the second thing I'll just mention and encourage you to do is you need to be very intentional to reach out and develop some other critical relationships with other Christian people, people who know and love and serve and are following the Lord. And you need to intentionally involve them in your life and in your families, in your children's lives. Obviously, they have to be people that you trust, people that love you and your kids. Could be other single parents, uh, close friends, maybe a coach, other family members, extended family members, people from your church family. My point is that you're going to need to intentionally include or bring in some other people to help you raise your children. You don't have to do it on your own. God doesn't want you to. So raising or discipling your children is the most important responsibility God gives to you. Think about that. You need to make it a priority. You need to be intentional to identify and work on your communication, your priorities, and your rules. And all along the way, don't forget, you need to ask God to help you. He loves your kids even more than you do. Thanks for listening today. If this has been helpful to you, please consider subscribing, providing a review, and telling your friends. Also, if you have a question you'd like me to address, contact me at my website at roborum.com. Until next time, keep your eyes on Jesus. Jesus.